0: Hello, this is William Cooper. Welcome to Awakening Together, Relaxing into Happiness. I trust your week was good. In the last podcast, we started talking about India, but it's such an enormous subject that after 40 minutes, I just stopped and now we're picking up where we left off. Where we left off is I said that in India, there are radiant, animate and inanimate objects it's so powerful if somebody chants, if for, for maybe hundreds of years over an object or let's say um, a million people come to visit and they chant or they pray or they meditate and energy seems to build up and it becomes very strong and it resonates with that high energy. And if you're nearby, you start resonating with that energy, too. So let me give you a story. I'll tell you some stories about India. So that first trip I went to India, my roommate at the ashram was from Holland, and I asked, and he'd been to India a bit, and I asked him, where should I go visit in India if I have a little time after this program? He said, go down to Pondicherry, which is in the south, and there's an ashram for Sri Aurobindo. Sri Aurobindo was a freedom fighter against the British, and then he became enlightened and gave up politics, and just became a very powerful guru. And again, India is loaded with these people when you know where to look and who to ask. So I went to his ashram in Ponticherry, and Ponticherry is very beautiful, and his ashram is very beautiful. It's a French building, because it was a French protectorate, all of Ponticherry. So I went to this ashram because he said that Sri Aurobindo's ashram was the most powerful or one of the most powerful places in India that he had been. Now, at first, I was reluctant to go because how can I was straight from the United States and I didn't believe it. How can going to a tomb be that powerful? The guy's dead. But as happens in India, a turn of events, I was with a group of people. They ended up going to Pondicherry. I was kind of in the midst of them. So as long as I was there, I went over to Sri Aurobindo's ashram. I got near his tomb, and I touched it, and it was like lightning went through my arm. I almost fainted. I'm not saying I fainted, but I got, it took the wind out of me, let's say that, and I just sat down for hours. And every so often when it would die down just a bit, I would just touch the tomb and I would get another burst of lightning. And really, I stayed there for hours and hours and hours. Just soaking it up and expanding and letting my nervous system be healed by it and soak it up and open and open and open and open and and letting stuff go that had been blocking me, blocking me, blocking me. Just in the presence of this tomb now his associate was the mother called the mother she was actually a french lady and after he passed away she founded oroville which is a separate community that actually has its own visa and it's very near ponticherry they specialize in permaculture and a lot of things uh, environmental things as, as well as deep spirituality Anyway, the mother was also very powerful. So as I sat by the tomb, I saw occasionally somebody going down a little path, and I thought, I'll just go down this little path. So I came up to a gate, and it had a sign, do not enter. So as you often do in India, and I'm not condoning it, but it's just the way it is, you just ignore the sign and go in. So I went in, and I just followed the path, and I came to a sofa, and it was where the mother used to be. And, oh, my goodness, so powerful. You know, it was like the universe was strobing in and out and in and out and so profound, so, India's like that. These are inanimate objects that just are radiating presence. Later, fast forward, my brother in law and sister and nephew came to India with me uh, after our trip to Bhutan. I was showing them around India, and I was going down south uh my favorite place called Teravanamalai. We'll talk about that later. But we went out to the next village over called Adianomali, and there was the, there was a Ganesh. That's the, the quote-unquote god that looks like an elephant, an elephant head, and he removes obstacles. Well, there was a giant rock that looked kind of like an elephant head, and it had been turned into a uh, temple, an outside temple. It was just a platform with this big rock on it with this. Uh, roof over it, but open. And you could just walk up there and sit next to Ganesh. And nobody was there much. But India is loaded with these kind of temples. There are probably billions of them, literally. So this was one of my favorite little temples. And we went over there. And this was his first trip there, my sister's, my whole family's first trip. So I showed them just sightseeing and we went by the temple, that little rock, and we stopped for a a few minutes. There was some nice shade trees over it and he went up there and this was all very new to him. And he touched it and he just stared and was taking it in. And something was happening, and later he told me in amazement. He said, "I never thought I could feel that, but that rock brought me to God. That rock. He he had never had that experience before, and they're Buddhists, relatively new Buddhists at the time. I mean, maybe five years or something." And they have a powerful master and all that. But he had not been around an inanimate object like that that was that powerful. That's India. Lots of that. In fact, you're kind of like a little Geiger counter. And there's so many temples. You just go to different ones. And the way I do it is if I feel something, I feel something. And I trust it. Some ones you feel a little something, some you feel nothing, and some it just blows you apart in a good way. So for me I know where those are, and I often like to go and just sit in their presence. So powerful. This place that I go to Teranomali, I'll tell you I guess in the next podcast how to get there and just some travel tips for India in general. We'll see how all this goes. But uh, in Theravannamalai, there's the Ramana Ashram. Ramana was the silent saint. And when you go, there's, there's deep peace and you can stay there. Well, down the street, probably a 10 minute, 15 minute walk, you go to a guest house and there's this woman that comes out completely unrelated to Ramana, but a woman who comes out for 15 minutes a day in the mornings, and there'll be about a hundred people sitting in this open area, and she'll come out and she'll look at each person for about ten seconds, maybe, maybe not even that long. Let's say five seconds, not long. And she just looks up and down and she releases any blockages in you, but through that look, she's a little tiny woman, maybe four foot five, maybe. Uh, Shiva Shakti is her name. you can Google her. And you just feel stuff opening and melting inside. And generally, I will sit there for an hour or two afterwards. It's that powerful. And just let it work all through my system. And she used to come out twice a day. And you imagine that time I was there six months, seeing her for twice a day for six months. And having been there 13 different times... Even when it's only been the morning, which is just more recently, that's a lot. I've seen her thousands of times, probably. Very powerful. And I talked to her son. They used to live in a cave. She lived in a cave on a mountain, just like you read about, uh, just like Ramana did. And he, Velen he said he lived on a root on a tree. He just used to, a little kid used to sleep on a root. And he's quite awake himself, very quiet, quite awake. But when I talk to Valen, and his English isn't the best, but you can make, you can communicate. When I talk to him, he says that what she's doing is she picks up with you every day where she left off the day before. And she sees what parts inside of you are closed down and she moves to open them help you open them and then send in good energy for your awakening just it's like a flower blooming is what he he was saying just like little flowers and she more or less is watering each one of those chakras just helping the flowers open very powerful Now, in the end, as I've said in other podcasts, having been through all this thousands of times and having beings appear to me and all the things that have happened in the end, you have to do your own work. However, this doesn't hurt, but in the end, you have to do your own work. She can't do certain things, I don't think, and I've been there thousands of times. There was another woman, Omama, and she would come to you and blast you with love or you would come to her. But there would be a much smaller group, maybe 20 people. And she would blast you with love and she would throw flower petals at you in your face and laugh wildly. Again, you might have to sit there for hours and hours and hours just to reorient yourself so powerful. So this is in one town, Terevanamlai. And I, and also in Terevanamlai, I remember seeing a, a Sikh master because I couldn't release stuff. It was caught in my stomach and I had big blocks and I couldn't release them. And I heard he could do it. So I went to see him and he didn't speak English at all. And I told him what I wanted and somehow he got the message and he just had me sit next to him as he was the guru of a big community, and people came from far and wide to talk to him, other Sikhs or, or Jains. I'm a little confused, but uh, I think he was Jain, actually. And they would come to him, and I would just sit on the floor next to him, and that was good enough. And he just said, even though I didn't know what was going on, that was actually a good thing. You know, My mind didn't get in the way. And he would just I would just be in his presence, his energy field. I mentioned to you in another podcast that miracles happen around awakened people when clear energy flows through you because awakened people are no different than you or me. It's just that they've let a lot of their stuff go. They're not captured by their thoughts and emotions. They're no longer addicted to them like we are. They've let them burn away. And even if they do have them, they've let go of the addiction. So it's just simply they're having an emotion. They're having a thought. They don't get all wound up and lost in it. For that reason, the infinite flows through them very clearly. And that pure energy makes things, good things happen. So when you're sitting around one of these people, they don't even know how good things happen. They just know they do happen. And I don't think he knew how things happened. Uh, he looked a little puzzled when I said what I wanted him to do. I said, heal my stomach. And he just looked puzzled. <laughs> he was like, in broken Eng- English, almost like, well, how do you want me to do that? I said, well, you can do it. And he said, OK, just sit here. And then after the people left, he lay down on, on a cot and he had me sit lie down on a bamboo kind of mat next to him for quite some time. And then they fed me dinner and he ate with me. And this is how open hearted India is. There was no charge for this. No asking for nothing. I just went and knocked on the door. Hi, are you Swami so and so? I've heard you can heal me. Now what does he do with this Westerner? (laughs) You know, so I sit there. Uh, And I was related to that community. They would invite me to different activities. They gave me a high honor one time. I didn't know it was a high honor because I'm a Westerner. I had a motorbike and they said I could go help feed uh, poor people and uh, help buy food. And I was, you know, I I was suspicious, you know, am I being used? They just want to use me for later, years later, I'm ashamed to say it's, the highest honor you can have. Uh <laughs> that's how messed up, you know. <laughs> I was and sometimes am. Cause my vantage point is completely different. Like, yes, don't you want to help people? Of course you do. But in the West, I'm more trained, me, me, me. You know, people are gonna use me. They're gonna take advantage of me. India, no. I'll tell you another story with a Tibetan monk. Um, this wasn't in India. This was actually in Austin, but it it goes along with what we're talking about. If you listen to the thing where I alluded to Archangel Michael stop by and Jesus. And well, right before all that, in between Archangel and Jesus, there was a three week gap. Well, quote unquote, coincidentally, a Buddhist monk from Tibet showed up and he needed a place to stay And there was a he was in a group and there just wasn't enough housing for all 30 of them or so. So I said, sure, you can stay with me. And he stayed in that meditation room that was being set up like Archangel Michael had told me to set it up. The monk got in there and he set up the temple and he altered and he tweaked things and he uh, got it just perfect. And he stayed there. What a blessing. Anyway, we were downstairs On one of the days he stayed with me and I didn't know he didn't speak English and I didn't speak Tibetan, Uh, but I had that game Jenga where it's those blocks that you pile them on top of each other. They start off in a high cube, a tall cube, and it's made of individual blocks and you pull one out somewhere near the bottom and you put it on top and uh, you pull, the other one then pulls out another one and he puts it on the top and it keeps getting higher and higher yet the bottom gets more and more rickety because you're pulling them out all through the main structure the main body of the cube and the goal is at least what I thought the goal was from a western perspective is you keep going as high as you can go and you want to be the one the last one that puts something on without it falling over And so you keep making it higher and higher and you try not to be the one that causes it to fall over. So that's what I was doing. And he was playing and he was very happy and I was happy and we were kind of smiling and talking languages that we didn't understand. And it was going higher and higher and higher and higher and then got really tall and it fell. But he was the one that put the last piece down And so I was laughing and happy and he was laughing and I thought it was wonderful. And then he said to me, we made it really tall together. Look how tall we made it together. And oh, my goodness, I got it. He did not have my Western mindset that I win and he loses. So I'm the winner. We were doing it together, and he was looking to see how successful could we be together in building something. Oh, my goodness. I should knock the wind out of me. I had a lot I had to consider. India's like that constantly, one way or the other. It's constantly like that. It turns you inside out just by being there. I can't say it enough. You don't even have to find one holy man. You just go to India and you will be different by the time you come back. It might be a tough trip because it's quite different culturally. It's kind of a third world place in many regards. Other parts are quite modern, but other parts can be quite rural or just uh, third worldly. But it's a beautiful place spiritually, emotionally. The people are so kind and beautiful. Um, let me just go into another podcast and I'll tell you some of the places I've been and what happened there. And then the following podcast, I'll talk about how to get there and travel tips. And um, this is a work in progress. So. I hope that's what happens. We'll see. I'm going to try. Try to wind it up on the next podcast as far as descriptions of India. I do have some sad news, though. Since I recorded this podcast, I learned that Shiva Shakti has since passed away. She really was a beautiful person, guru and teacher. I wish you could have met her. I left her in this podcast because she represents what's going on in India when you go to the right places. There are many, many gurus. None will ever be quite like her, but there's so many that are very powerful in their own way, in their own right. And you can meet some of those. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Shiva Shakti. Om Namah Shivaya. Shiva Shakti. Okay, I trust you'll have a good week, and I look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. Hello, this is William Cooper. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider following me and sending somebody a link so they can enjoy it too. Thanks so much.